0: Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival Radio Broadcast. This is Evangelist Justin Cooper coming today from somewhere along the Revival Trail. My, what a privilege it is to have you join us for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. Today we'll be looking in Genesis 18, and this will be our fourth Bible study in the 18th chapter. And we are going to get into a section of Scripture that teaches us a little bit about Uh, intercessory prayer and also just being uh, consistent in that. And I'm looking forward to discussing that topic here in just a moment. I want to say thank you for taking the time to tune into the broadcast today. I sure hope you're having a great day. I hope that you've had your morning coffee. You spent some time in prayer, uh, reading your Bible on your own, and looking forward to hearing from the Word of God today. And every day is a great day to serve the Lord. Every day saved is better than your best day lost ever was. And I don't know where you're going. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what the day holds for you, but I promise you this, it's good to be on the winning side and a child of God and our name written down in heaven, and I sure do thank God for the fact that Jesus loved us enough to come to an old rugged cross, and he showed his love by dying there for our sin, and I'm glad the invitation's open to whosoever will, red and yellow, black and white, they're all precious in his sight. If you're breathing air, you could be born again. The only reason somebody doesn't get saved is because they don't want to get saved. That's right. The gospel is for every person. And you might have a lost loved one today. I'm glad they're not without hope. You might know somebody who's not saved. I'm glad they're not beyond the reach of grace. I'm glad that if you'll just preach the gospel, that that gospel can take root in their heart and they can be born again. If they will, it's up to them. But I'm glad the opportunity is open for all to come if they'll come unto Christ. Here in Genesis 18, we're going to begin reading in verse 16. And we're getting ready to get into this story beginning in this chapter and then in chapter 19, of Sodom and Gomorrah. And Sodom and Gomorrah is not famous, but infamous, and it's a city not known for its architecture or its agriculture or its industry. This city is infamous because of its iniquity. We know this city because of the sin committed in it. It has become synonymous with base and debauched behavior, behavior that is now heralded and made uh, made popular in our own society. It's on everything from the Disney Channel to the soap operas of the sitcoms to celebrity uh, reality shows to politicians running for president and everything else, uh, but it's not right. The public schools might okay it. The drag queen reading to your kids at the library might promote it, but I'll tell you this, God still hates it, and uh, it will bring judgment upon a nation. And I don't care if the Supreme Court makes it legal, they cannot make it right. I'm pausing so you can say amen right there. But let's look here in verse 16. The men rose up from thence and looked towards Sodom, and Abraham went with them to bring them on the way. And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham the thing which I do, Seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him, for I know him. That's a blessing, isn't it? For God to know us like He knows us and to have anything good to say about us is very commendable character. And it's good when somebody's character matches their reputation. And God knew Abraham was going to be true to him. And though Abraham had failures, and the Bible even records him, he was a man who loved God. And all of us are the same. We fall and stumble, but a just man will rise up again. And God knows. And the Bible said, I know Him. He's going to command His children and His household after Him. And they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment. That the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he hath spoken of him. And the Lord said, Because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grievous. Now there's a couple ways to look at that. Their sin is very grievous, meaning it's a very high level of sin. It's a very it's a very severe sin, Sodomy, very severe sin. But also it's grievous in the fact that it hurts God. And I said this the other day in a revival meeting, the most striking thing about sin is not the consequence of sin for us, but the consequence of our sin on God's heart. It breaks his heart when we sin. God looked in Genesis 6, saw the wickedness of the world and it grieved him at his heart. And God is not pleased. God is angry with the wicked every day. God absolutely hates sin. It's sin that caused his son to be have to suffer and be ultimately crucified. And so God recorded for us here, the sin of these people in that city is very grievous. I'll go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to their cry of it. Uh, which is, come unto me, and if not, I'll know. And the men turned their faces from thence and went toward Sodom, but Abraham stood yet before the Lord. So now those visitors we read about earlier in another study have now gone to Sodom to see what's going on, those angels. And verse 22 ends with Abraham is now standing before the Lord. So Abraham has overheard this conversation. Abraham has heard about the sin of the city, and now Abraham is burdened about what's going on. Abraham is not going to to be involved in that judgment. He's not going to be at risk at dying in that judgment, but it breaks his heart that others will be. So Abraham does what every good Christian ought to do. He'll go to God on behalf of others. Intercession is the word. Intercession is not praying for self. Intercession is beseeching God for somebody else. It is going to God on behalf of another and asking God on their behalf to intervene. Some people say intercession. That's when the defense catches the pass. Now, that is interception. I'm afraid a lot of Christians don't know much about it. Isn't it amazing? You and I have been privileged to pray. Prayer is a powerful weapon. It's an awesome uh, 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 potential. It's it's an amazing privilege. You and I can go to God, not through some preacher, not through a priest, not through an institution, but directly directly we have access to God. Right now, if you wanted to, you could talk to God. I tell you, that's an amazing thing that our mind can't really wrap itself around that you and I can talk to God. It's hard sometimes to get a hold of each other, but it's never hard for you or I to get a hold of God. Our Heavenly Father always makes time to hear from His children, and He promises to hear our prayer, and He's able to answer our prayer, and He even wants to, and that's what makes it so good. But here it is. Prayer is not just me asking for me. Sometimes intercession needs to come in, and I'll ask for others. You ought to have a list of people that you pray for, not selfishly, but selflessly interceding. Abraham hears about the judgment approaching begins to pray. And he says, And Abraham drew near and said, Wilt thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Peradventure there be fifty righteous within the city. Wilt thou also destroy and not spare the place for the fifty righteous that are therein? That be far from thee to do after this manner, to slay the righteous with the wicked. And that the righteous should be as the wicked. That be far from thee. Shall not the judge of all the earth do right. And the Lord said, if I find in Sodom 50 righteous within the city, then I'll spare all the place for their sakes. And that begins to unfold this intercessory prayer. He said, God, hey, listen, you're too good to destroy everybody. If there's some folks there that love you and some folks there that want you and some folks there that live for you, surely you won't kill them along with the others. Won't you spare it for 50? I mean, would you do it for 50? I love it. Abraham could have gone his own way and not cared a bit, but I'm glad he had a heart of compassion and praise. For these people. And he said, God, would you spare? Won't you do right? The judge of all the earth. And I love that statement. I'm glad we can have that confidence that God will always do right. God's judgments are just judgments and they're always righteous judgments and he always gets it correct. God never fails, he never sins, and God never does wrong. This prayer continues to unfold. And he said, I'll I'll, I'll do it. If there's 50, that I won't do it. And he said, wait a minute. He said, what if there's like 45? Would you do it for 40? He said, yeah, I'll spare it for that many. And he gets all the way down uh, to the number, I think it's 10. And he said, would you do it for 20 sake? He said, yeah, I'll spare it for 20 sake. Then in verse 32, he said, would you not destroy it for 10? He said, alright. He said, I'll not destroy it for 10 sake. I tell you, it shows us the long-suffering of God. The Lord is not slack concerning His promises, as some men count slackness, but His long-suffering toward usward, not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. God does not find pleasure in destroying. God does not find joy in judgment. God wants to save. God wants to bless. God wants to spare, but God cannot bless sin. But I love the fact that Abraham kept praying. He kept beseeching God. He kept begging. And you today, don't you give up on praying because you might be giving up on a person. Why don't you keep on praying for them? Pray for their situation. Pray for their soul and watch what God can do. God will answer the prayer of the intercessor and we can mark that down as a promise in the word of god prayer can change things well that's all the time we have for today until next time join with me praying for revival thank you for joining us today for striving for revival with justin cooper listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival